Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 21st of August 2016. Well, there's not much happening, is there, really, as far as news is concerned. doesn't mean things aren't happening across the world. Lots of things are happening. It's just that you're not supposed to know about them, and therefore uh, the media doesn't report on it. That's how it's really always been, you know. Uh, we only get told what we're supposed to know or think about, etc. And uh, the size of this planet and the amount of people on it and so on, there's things happening all the time. But selected things, isn't it amazing? With all the supposed different medias, uh, they all have the same stories. And not many of them either, just, 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 just the, the authorized stories that you're supposed to zone in on. And it really keeps you isolated to an extent from the rest of the planet, which is a good thing if you want to control people within certain nations. Uh, tell them all you want to know nothing else. But, of course, there's lots of things happening across the world, and the whole world is uh, either going, it's already on board, all the nations are on board with the global agenda, the total integration system, uh, the so-called free trade, which isn't really free trade at all, and it's got many other things behind the free trade idea, which, again, is selected trade for big international monopoly corporations and also for the first world countries to pay uh, third world countries to rise up supposedly to a certain standard of living and subsidize their work by giving them and building them plants and electricity and hydrones and all the rest of it. And you have to pay for it all, you see, because you're first world. And that's what it really means. Plus you're supposed to import any goods produced from those countries once the new factories are up and running, uh, owned of course by the private corporations that own your countries, and, and yet they base those ones in China, uh, those factories, um, but, and, but they put other ones in these third world countries too, where they get dirt cheap labour, and then you have to import that stuff by law, and you've got to import it with no tariffs, no taxes at customs and so on. Everything's rigged, and I've done too many shows in the past about that that I can't be bothered with it at all, because it's, it's ad nauseum, as I say. It's just, and anyway, it doesn't matter anyway. Nothing stops the agenda. I've always said that. Even when you think something has stopped part of the agenda, no, it hasn't. Because, you see, for every th- part of the agenda, they'll have two or three different names for it and two or three different bills for it, and and they've all been put through. So when you hear about one getting stopped or held up for review or something, no, 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 the other two have already gone past. And that's how the world is really run. It's like the Millennium Project, and then you've got the Agenda 21 Project, and people now think that the 2030, or 2130 program is is actually different. No, it's not. It's all part of the same, the same. They're all part of the same, the same agenda, exactly the same. With the same things in it about uh, reducing population for certain countries where they bring in lots of people from other countries to fill up the declining populations. And they'll be depopulated too eventually and even sterilized as the the West has been sterilized through various means, uh, food inoculations, etc. There's no doubt about it. The bisphenol A and even the B and and all the other stuff and and, uh, the phytoestrogens and xenoestrogens, all the rest of the things that are dumped in your food to make sure uh, that you're, you're, you're becoming sterilized basically. And then you further addle it all by destroying the culture, destroying uh, the family unit, which is well done, actually. And um, 
and then you then you further confuse the people by saying, you know, you, you might be happier as a different gender or whatever it happens to be. Uh, because most folk you see are always unhapy to an extent. Because they're told they're supposed to have a lot of different things which they don't have in life. They're given unreal expectations about everything pretty well. And because of that, your masters who make you unhappy and make you expect things which are unrealistic, and they give you all these different alternatives which fall in with their agenda. And the masses go along with it. It's rather sad how so it works so well, doesn't it? It really does. How many thoughts are in your head or opinions do you have that are actually yours? Huh? Really, think about it. Really think. If you, if you can just toss that darn phone away and, and stop texting and all the rest of it for, for one night, sit there and make a list of things and ideas that you think that you believe in, and, and then, then go and quiz and find out and, and like a detective, find out where you got all these ideas. Where did they come from? I know nobody's going to do it, but but if you did that, you'd really be surprised, perhaps, that most opinions and ideas you get are all being, uh, basically, as you used to call it, dunned into you, you know, dunned into you. And and uh, and you've, you've really accepted them without thinking very much at all. But you will be, certainly are your opinions. And then you have peer pressure, too, even from school, to, to accept whatever others around you have come to accept. I've even done all the studies on the air and read them all for you uh, from universities and different ones because they're always doing studies on all of us all the time to see how well we can form with the new political correctness ideas from the top of the establishment. And they find that those who are better educated in university and so on, they come out of it and, and become the middle classes, all levels of middle class, um, are more apt because they socialize more with their own little group, you see, because that's part of getting up in the world for them, is socializing. And they, they, they also adopt the same standards, uh, points of view. They read the same latest novels and things. Have you read so-and-so? Well, yeah, yeah, they've all got it. Uh, yada, yada, yada. And, uh, but they will not come up with a, a really strange idea, strange being different from the rest. Uh, so that's how they really are. They're the easiest ones to, to, to adapt and to uh, updates. You might I call them updates into political correctness. You see, but you'll find a lot of people are the same way too. Most folk want to be simply accepted uh, and cause no ripples in their lives. Uh, so they go through life and accept all the the, the stuff that's dumped on them themselves. Uh, but they do, they get no real hassle. You see from establishments or even peer group or whatever it happens to be, because there's nothing they're going to say or do that's, that's controversial. I mean, you think about it now, even to change gender now, it's not really controversial. What's, what's going to be next after this one? Huh? What's it going to be? You see, these are all things which are, which are being promoted from the top down. You see? So you're going through the transformation. Remember, this is the century for transformation, change. That's what they called it for a whole hundred years in the last century. This is a century where all the big global agenda of the Council of Foreign Relations, the, the Royal Institute for International Affairs, the Lord Alfred Milner groups, all the same group, folks, that wanted to bring in a world society, a completely different system of running the world, it's still under on its way now. It's well on its way now. 
and they ran the left wing, and they ran, they ran, and do run the right wing. All the different wings that you think you've got there, they have set them all up in motion. And when they have their world conferences and so on, they have the top leaders of all sides there, the people who play the game of sides that you follow. They're all there. Now remember what Bertrand Russell said back in the 40s. That uh, we'll train the populations to only take advice from experts. If you pull out the opinion, opinions by experts, and just say so. This is so and so an expert. They'll believe it, and, and eventually, that's the only uh, advice or opinions they will accept is from experts. You see, and that's how you're trained. It's so simple, and isn't it? So simple. It's like, oh, he's a, ge- a geophysicist, and he's going to tell you all about blah blah. And you'll believe it. It's very simple. Because why shouldn't you believe it? After all, why would he lie to you? Well, human nature, folks, is just disgusting. Uh, all to do with associations and power and so on. Many different layers of power. Uh, that's how the strata of society is built on. Uh, it's built on associations of power. Different categories, degrees, if you want to call them that. That's how it works. And everybody who gets up there knows it as well. They also know that those beneath them shouldn't know uh, what they know. Uh, that's that's also how, it's, how it works. They make sure of that. So everybody's kept in their place, you might say. And that, that was a common phrase all through Europe, not just Britain. You know, mind your place, stay in your place. That, that means whatever category of class and so on that you belong to, stay in it. Don't try to think outside the box for your class or your station. And that still holds true today. Why do you think every every major newspaper owner who owns chains of them and the editors and their top reporters must belong to the Council on Foreign Relations? And why do you think the Council on Foreign Relations doesn't take members, uh, you know, if you apply? You have to be asked and you're vetted. And the reason you're vetted is to make sure you're one of the team. You'll do what you're told. You won't print anything that's taboo. You will get a list of things which are taboo. And what not to print, etc. It's very simple. And that's the control of information. So you've got to question all information. And really, even what, even if you start to be inclined towards something, always put it in a little question box too, a little question mark in the box. Put it in there, because you'll never know the whole truth on anything in this system of control. Never. We've been going through war, a war now, really, when you think about it, for how long? Continuous war. Before 9-11 happened, folks, we forget that as soon as... I mean, really, we had the Cold War. Awfully expensive war that is making things that were never to be used, just making, making, making uh, for the big corporations uh, who made missiles, submarines, aircraft, everything else. Very expensive. You paid for it all to keep you safe. You see, this is the con that they use for that. Uh, and all sides were in on it too, the very, very top. There's no doubt about it. There were, there were so many protocols for safeguards that no one could inadvertently ever uh, set off anything that could actually start something. And then you go from that, as soon as Russia supposedly starts becoming uh, Sovietized and, and drops that and, and just says, okay, we're, we're, um, we're one of you now, 
and suddenly, within a year, it was the U.S. is off with to 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 go into uh, Iraq, you know, for the first time, or at least to contain Iraq, put them back in their place, sort of thing. After Iraq had had responded to its neighbour Kuwait. Using, <laughs> stealing their oil by what they call horizontal drilling. They, they, they drill down, and they can actually drill at an angle underneath the, the, the neighboring ground past the border underneath and suck out oil. That's why they went into Kuwait. That was on the news at the time, but nobody forgot that. And uh, the next thing you know, uh, they're being bombed and contained and all the rest of it for years, and then you go into 9-11. And it's, uh, it's just continuous war. This is in the Middle Ages and so on, and after that, you used to get thirty-year wars, even a hundred-year wars, or certain thing. We're doing the same thing again. It's the same darn thing. And yet, they can divert you with the most ridiculous, clownish stories, and they do it continuously. So you're not, so you can't really figure out what's really happening, and you think it can't be that important. All the slaughtering across the world, or they tell us it's awfully important. You see, you expect, as Brzezinski said, the media to do your reasoning for you and your thinking for you. Where do you think your thoughts come from? Unless you're going out yourself with your own ideas, saying, I think I'll look up a, I'll look up a book on so-and-so. I'll go to the library. I'll, I'll go somewhere and, and see if we can find information. In there. Unless you're doing that on your own, including the topic of what you want to look up, then someone else has put the thought in your head. It's, it's quite simple. Quite simple. That's the art of controlling populations. Control information, put out the information that you want, put out there, and the people will follow. It's it's very, very easy to do. Train them at school as well. Train them that everything that happens in the world is their fault, and they must pay, therefore, to stay safe from climate change, from man-made climate change, from from all the wars, except from all the pollution that you cause by being alive. You must pay. Strange, it always comes down to this thing called money. This thing has been the curse since the, in the bane of humankind for thousands of years, you know, even before it was coined. It was still weighed out, and it's always been a curse, you see. And folk can buy and sell slaves once you have it too. Uh, you, can, you can buy armies, in fact. Modern armies are mercenary armies because there's no, you know, they, they, they're, they're not called up and forced to go off. Granted, they're coerced to an extent by all the ads and so on, especially when they're at the bottom of the heap in society and they have no work. But they're mercenary armies. And they're used as such as well for private corporations. And it was Kissinger that said it. Kissinger said that the military, armies, soldiers, and so on, he says, are dumb, stupid animals. These are his words. Dumb, stupid animals to be used for foreign policy. That's what he said. Because in other words, they never really know the real reasons of why they're fighting anything. They're given the most simplistic, childish propaganda. Often has nothing to do with any truth. And that's good enough for them, and off they go, you see. And the reality is, young men take a long time to grow up. That's really, that's really the real truth, actually. 
just like the the the, the, the age of, of half fiction or whatever, uh, and playing, and suddenly they're given real uh, uniforms and, and and outfits and and equipment to go off and do the real thing and and to be somebody. Like all the ads tell them to be somebody. If they're not somebody, they're they're nobody. They have no job. They have nothing in an economy that's kaput. But as I say, how can you really fight a system completely? You can't, uh, without having the same advantages of those who control the system. You don't have equal access to the minds of the school folk to train them to think for themselves and give them uh, alternate information to do with the uh, the farce of, you know, uh, man-made climate change. And with all the denials that go on, even about the aerial spraying, oh, experts say it doesn't exist, yada, yada. Show them evidence that it does exist. You don't get that chance, you see. So guess, guess what point of view is going to prevail with youngsters getting taught at school, the, the one side of things, and growing up with this being reinforced, with little quips like I'll read it even tonight to show you how it's reinforced, without any real evidence here again. Again, experts say, always a reason for everything. Always, folks. Now, don't think for an instant that somehow... Uh, that's your training again as you go up the ladder you see with the collar and tie guys with a whole bunch of uh, letters behind their name uh, that are better than anyone else or more moral than anybody else and so they, they present these experts you see uh, and uh, and you just simply believe them because they must be honest, more honest getting up there to that level no 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 they've all, <laughs> they've all kissed the proper butts folks to get to where they are, to get those titles, and they're trusted. They're very trusted to say the right things. Even lying, you see, that's what it's about. If you ever listen to, there's an audio out there by uh, Carl Quigley, who goes through what he was used for as a, a, a fellow high up in academia. He taught people for the State Department and all the rest of it, and uh, and he also, apart from the books he wrote too for the CFR, being the personal historian for them, for their own history, even says that they have their own real version of history since they're behind most of it. And he said that um, he was called in on occasion to put down someone with live TV shows. He'd go into the TV studios, invite in as a guest to debate someone, you see. So you bring in a professor to, to debate someone who's been a bit of a nuisance and who may be making people think about something where an establishment doesn't want you to think about someone or some system in that way. That's what he did. There are many like him too, even today. They always have them. We'll bring them experts, so-and-so, to debate so-and-so, and they try to put them down. And he was brought in on the show, and he says, but he couldn't refute anything. The guy, was, the guy had really done his homework. I think it was one, uh, none dare call it treason or conspiracy or something. And the guy had done his homework and quickly said, I, I couldn't, I couldn't refute the stuff. I couldn't put him down. But that's why he was brought in, to put him down. And that's why you use experts on television and so on. 
it's always for one agenda, the same agenda, the global agenda, depopulation, this, that, and the other things, and a whole bunch of things added to it. And if you had some other <laughs> real, um, real official person who really knows their stuff and any part of the agenda coming out to tell a truth, uh, they'd be out of the job, disgraced immediately, and that's the last you'd hear them. Or they'd be knocked off, basically. That's the real world in which we live. It's not pleasant. And in an age where you, where you think, see, you think you're free. And it's awfully important to remember this. You think you're free. Because they'll say, well, look, you can do what you want. You can even get a sex change. So you think, well, how radical can you be? Well, that's not freedom, folks. I see that's promoted from the top down. It really is. And as I say very shortly, you're going to be fed up. You'll be yawning with the next story about it. It's, oh, here we go again. Someone else getting the operation. Oh, da, da. Yada, yeah, you know, yawn, yawn. But what's next? That's not freedom. Freedom is the right to say and think what you want to say and think, you see. Uh, but you're losing all of that too. Oh, that's not approved in polite society, saying this or thinking that, you see. And that's what they want to kill off. But yeah, you can talk about everything else. Masturbation, you name it. You think you're free because of that. No, no, that's for children to believe in. Oh, aren't we naughty, you see. We can do this and say this and blah, blah. No, no, no. That's for children. And adult children too, because there's lots of adult children out there. Lots and lots of them. And it's up to you if you want to be one of them. Nothing If you want to be one, on you go. You know? And be a child for your entire life. Lots have already done that. You know? Anyway, here's an example of what I'm talking about here. Again, when a story comes out and it's all in different papers, again, it's planned that way, folks. It's not just happenstance. Scientists say, just say no to chemtrails, conspiracy theory. So it's a conspiracy theory, you see. There you go. It doesn't exist. Experts say so. They've only got the name of one person, but they say experts say so. And another one, too, is the same kind of thing. 76 of 77 participating scientists say they're not, they've not encountered evidence of a secret spraying program. See? And agree that the alleged evidence cited by the individuals who believe that atmospheric spraying is occurring could be explained through other factors, such as typical airplane contrail formation and poor data sample. Well, I and many others have, they're a bit, maybe a bit different from a lot of people. We like to look up when you get out of the house, you, you always, it doesn't matter where you live, you look up, you look at this, you know, and when you, when you see, and when you've seen from the beginning the difference when they started in 1998, like continuously with these new uh, trails in the sky. And the massive difference with them. No, we knew already what condensation trails were. We did. Yeah, we really did. Yeah. And we were seeing things that were not condensation trails. And there's way too much evidence to show otherwise now. So evidence, again, doesn't matter when they pull up that this kind of stuff with the percentages, etc., etc., which mean nothing. I've mentioned that before. They always use this gimmick of percentages without any evidence to back up anything. 
And since you know that various uh, people, so-called experts involved in the atmosphere, are on board with the global, the human, the man-made global warming program, that's where their funding is all coming from. They're going to be on board with everything. Again, as I keep stressing, they're not more honest as they get up the ladder, folks. Uh, in fact, if anything, they've got more to hold on to by lying uh, when they're told to lie because they're getting much, much better salaries than they had down below. And that's unfortunately true of human nature. It's, it's society. That's how it works. So the three on the same thing, you know. And then it ties in with this. Again, you see, all these things all tie in at the same time. And... The different terms in psychology of how this works, you see, and propaganda. But when you see these things all running together, there's a reason for all these articles to be out there at the same time, you see. Because most folk learn by osmosis. Bits and bites, little bits and bites of information as they're half dreaming throughout the day. Uh, just kind of come in and out and so on. And they never get full stories on anything. But all these little bits together uh, build up a, a picture subconsciously to them. And it becomes their opinion on things. That's how it works. This is all well understood. I'm putting it very simplistically, but this is very well understood. And it says... um. Here's you again a grabber. They call them grabber topics, you see, uh, with their headlines and so on. And um, it says, this, so this teacher, Travis Ryder, tries to convince students not to have children, or at least not too many, he says. So he he's at James Madison University, Southwest Virginia, to talk about a small family ethic, to question the assumptions of a society that sees having children as good throws parties for expecting parents, and which parents then pressure their children to give them grandchildren. So, in other words, change your system. Now, remember too, and I've read the articles, and they're all out there too, and I've read lots on the air before over previous years from the United Nations and Department of Population and all the rest of it, where they give you breakdowns and, uh, of, of who's having families in the world and so on and, how, and what the populations are. And we are not even at replaceable level. We're having so few. So why are these characters like Travis Ryder trying to convince people in the U.S. to have less children if they're not replacing what they have? Back onto the story, it says, Why question such assumptions the prospect of climate catastrophe? <gasps> for years, people have uh, lamented on how bad things might get for our grandchildren, but writer tells students that future isn't so far off anymore. He asks, how old will they be in 2036? And if they're thinking of having children, how old will their children be? So, Dangerous climate change is going to be happening by then, he says, very, very soon. And it shows the climate models projected 21st century global temperatures. They've been wrong all along, and I've done so many shows on them with, with the, the same characters, by the way, all of the big boys, uh, talking about uh, the coming ice age back in the 60s and the 70s. That's what they're all proud. Oh, we're all going to die. It's a coming ice age. All the experts said so. And the ones who, who are experts in this also were experts in depopulation. And the same characters now are into are the same, very same ones, a lot of them, are putting out the books on the coming global warming and we're going to be all fried like eggs. And it says, Big Data predicts centuries of harm if the climate warming goes unchecked. 
So he wears his tweedy jacket and tennis shoes. He's very, very, very cool. You know, he's with it. And he limps because of a motorcycle accident. Next, he's a philosopher with the Berman Institute of Bioethics. Now, bioethics is a new term for eugenicists, folks. That's eugenicist clubs, bioethics. To create new forms of what's ethical for society, like killing off your own people, uh, sterilizing your own people, uh, euthanasia for your own people. They've discussed all that. And their job is now to convince people in university uh, that bioethicists, as they call themselves, these eugenicists, um, have the right to dictate new policies of managing the world of humans. No, the, the lesser humans, the ones beneath them. But it's the same bunch, folks. And it says that the John Hopkins University in Baltimore and his arguments against children are moral, he says. Oh, they're moral. And again, when something makes no sense, okay, uh, you're not replacing the children that you have, as, as you're so many die off every year, you see. And your politicians too, and your your various accountants, all the rest of it, are saying, "Oh, we got to bring in more more immigrants to to pay off the debt and so on." And there's not enough being born in this country to to, to pay off the debt and to keep working and so on. So not replacement level. What what's true, huh? Which one is it here? Eh? If you're doing the right thing by having fewer children, uh, why the crisis? And why are you telling us both things at the same? Do two sides of your mouth? You're not having enough children, but we want you to have less children. And then the third part in their mouth, I guess, is, so we've got to bring folk in to pay off the debt and to, to do the work that you want, that your children that you're not producing will have to do. <laughs> Which one is right? Eh? Do you understand that? There's logic and there's no logic. There's illogical thinking. And only one can be, can be right. When it's not, you're being conned. Confidence tricks, you see, that's what it's called. And it says Americans are under rich nations, so you're still rich, even though you, 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 half the folk are not working. Um, produce the most carbon emissions per capita, he says. So again, you're going to pay for all that too. He says, yet people in the world's poorest nations are most likely to suffer severe climate impacts. And that seems unfair, he says. Well, since the world's always been changing... And it's been warming and then going back to freezing and then warming and then going back to freezing. So we don't know how many times over billions of years. We know that, for instance, in, in parts of Europe and in Britain too, uh, some parts of the northern parts of Britain were uncovered after one ice age. And people moved in, they found the artifacts. And then after a few hundred years, ice moved back in. There was another ice age. Uh, this happens all the time. Now, what happens between ice age? The ice melts and it gets warmer. And then eventually goes back to a freezing again. That's the cycle. And it's happened long before there were humans as well on the planet. So again, we're getting the con, the con, the con. Anyway, I won't go and, and, and justify anything. I get fed up going over stuff. As I say, you cannot, see, you will not personally change all of society. All you can do is get through to the occasional person who will be pretty unique. Because it's someone who's already thinking, at least got the ability to think. They won't have that information, but they're thinking. And that's, that's really what you, you, you have to go out to, to do. And the history of the world is, is, is terrible, of the cons have been pulled on nation after nation. And the suffering is caused too by always a small clique who live at the very top on, on the backs of everybody else. And, and even the clever one too of saying that they're communists. 
Oh, we're communists now. We're all the same. What a joke. That was a farce as well. Uh, but that's what happens, eh? That that's humanity. Humanity, we trust too much. And we're easily conned because of it. Over and over. Anyway, this guy says, he says, um, it's all unfair. There's also a moral duty to future generations that will live amid the climate devastation being created right now. He's a provocative thought, he says. Maybe we should protect our children by not having them, he says. His argument sounds pretty persuasive in the classroom. At home it was a different matter. So he's a philosopher, you see. He's, he's, he's actually a, 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 a eugenicist under bioethics, but he's a philosopher. He says, I have been one of those women. Who's talking here now? Now, I guess this is the writer of the article. He says, I've been one of the women who actually craved to have a baby, says Saidai Ryder, smiling as she sits next to her husband in the sunroom of their Maryland home to go through pregnancy and everything that mattered to me a lot, it says. Sadei also wanted a big family. She grew up amongst extended relatives in the Turkish part of Cyprus and says she enjoyed having people around all the time. Uh, this was not a problem. The early marriage, it's each focused on their studies. By the time she began feeling ready for motherhood, Travis's research had uh, delved into the morality of adoption, which led to the ethics of procreation and its impact on the climate. They knew they had to talk. And says, it's not easy to convince a philosopher, Sadei says with a laugh. What a joke. I love these, these farcical made-up stories. It's just a joke, I'm telling you. So, again, here you go. And no doubt they'll be promoting that you just adopt, you see. Maybe even get yourself sterilized. Uh, that's, that, they'll be behind it too, I'm sure. And, uh, and maybe even a sex change. Right? How about that? And then you can have children. And, you know, there's many ways to get people to act, to save the world. If you just tell them that they're responsible, it's all their fault. It's all their fault by very clever people, very clever folk who understand how to con you and feel no guilt whatsoever by doing so. Not at all. So... It says, in fact, without dramatic action, climatologists say the world is on track to hit four degrees Celsius of warming by the end of the century. And worse beyond that. They've been saying that forever too, by the way. And then the World Bank report, again created by the, the same bunch that created the CFR, it was the Royal Institute of International Affairs. They, they own the World Bank, they own the IMF and so on. They own the UN. It says this must be avoided and warns of unprecedented heat waves, severe drought and, and serious impacts on ecosystems and human systems. Mm-hmm. And there you go. So it's going to be a post-apocalyptic movie time, he says. Oh, the room gets quiet. No one fidgets. Later, a few students say they have no idea the situation was so bad. This is nonsense. You understand how many movies have seen catastrophe movies. They're churning them out like crazy, you see. All these things are meant to brainwash you. Prepare you for jokers like this. As his one says, he appreciated the talk but found it terrifying and hadn't planned on being so shaken before heading off to start the weekend. Remember, I read something two or three years ago when I was on the radio, and it was about a couple, it was probably a fairly typical couple, who'd been through this kind of indoctrination here, a young couple who killed themselves, saying the future looks so terrible. 
with climate change and drought coming and, and people starving to death and so on, uh, that they couldn't take it anymore and, and they couldn't live. And they killed themselves. Young, young folk. That's, that's what this rubbish does, you see. See, if the younger you are too, uh, most folk really can't, they can't fathom why anybody, any adult would lie to them. Why would they lie to you? Well, see, you haven't lived long enough to, to find out how corrupt society is, folks. That's why. Yeah, they do it all the time. And then, you see, Megan Hoskins is amongst a dozen people gathered in the Spear Office in an environmental group in Keene, New Hampshire, earlier this year. They sit on folding chairs in a circle, the room humming with multiple conversations. And she says, if I told my boyfriend at the time I'm not ready to have children because I don't know what the climate's going to be like in 50 years, he wouldn't have understood. Do you understand how it's working on everybody's brain? There's no way, says Hoskins, 23-year-old, whose red hair is twisted in a long braid. It's one of 16 meetings over the past year and a half, organized by Conceivable Future, a non-profit founded on the notion that climate crisis is a reproductive crisis. Ha, 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 ha. You know, who funds all that, eh? Big foundations again? Same ones, yep. Hoskins says she's always wanted little red-headed babies. So do her parents. But she's a grad student in environmental studies. Well, there you go. Environmental studies. And the more she learns, the more she questions what kind of life those babies would have. So you understand. And then they go through other ones too. This is a great PR piece. This fantastic PR piece. Uh, it really is good, you know, and I'll put these links up, remember, for you to read yourself, to see how, how they indoctrinate you, how they get you to, uh, maybe even, just like a, a drama or a soap on a television program, how you'll, you'll, you'll look at these characters, and you'll, you'll picture in your mind them speaking, and, and here they are telling you that they're really worried, and they might not have children, etc., etc., to save the planet, the, it's all to save the planet, and so guilty about everything you see, so guilty, yeah. That's what it's all about. Create guilt, 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 guilt. Abuse, abuse, abuse. Give them the answer and all get sterilized or whatever it happens to be. And it ties in with this all at the same time, you see. It's all important to remember all this stuff. How it all ties in at the same time. In a world where there's no real news they're going to give you except this kind of stuff at the same time. It's because it's planned that way in concert, you see. Bloom Life gets $4 million for wearable pregnancy tracker. San Francisco-based Bloom Life raised $4 million for its smartphone connected to pregnancy tracking wearable, bringing the startup total funding to $6 million. Uh, Round was led by Mark Benioff and Efficiency Capacity as a company, I guess, with additional contributions from Lanza Tech Ventures and so on. Bloomlife's first uh, product is a direct-to-consumer uh, offering for women in the third trimester of her pregnancy. The sensor worn on a woman's belly and a fixed via adhesive patch detects contractions and displays statistics on a companion app about their duration and frequency. But future generation, the device will include much more information, including some functionality that will require FDA clearance. Uh, CEO Eric uh, Dye told Mobile Health News. Interesting too, by the way, that they can then dish out sensors down the road uh, for any authority to track who's pregnant, who isn't. Just <laughs> if you're with the women are wearing these things, <laughs> it's it's kind of like that movie. Um, what was it called? 
by the same guy. It was in the Highlander movie. Uh, it was to do with prisons. And it starts off with him and his wife in the future uh, trying to get across a bridge. And, you, and there's all these black-clad military characters you've been trained to, to, to see as the future. And they're taking their IDs now and they're going through a, uh, some kind of X-ray device. And anybody who's pregnant, of course, is locked up. It's illegal to get pregnant with the permission. So it's all there, isn't it? And you, do, you understand that they don't have to force you the gun to, to, to do, take all this stuff. They get you to think it's a great thing for yourself. That's great. I can really track everything. Well, so can everybody else with the right kind of device. They'll know you what's it was. And again, I'll tie right in with the, the big question mark dilemma. The question mark like, um, supposing, you, supposing you get Zika virus, you might or you might not display this symptom. And, bec- and if you do or do not display this symptom, or the fetus does, um, it doesn't mean it will or won't have uh, deformities. See how they leave it like, and then they'll end up getting aborted, you see. That's what it's all about, down the road. All ties in together. It really does. You take this one, dengue virus can cause a deadly fever. Remember dengue, folks? And the Aedes aegypti mosquitoes transmit both dengue fever and Zika virus. Ooh, you see, uh, isn't it? Sc- well, don't, you're going to get fried to death, you know, with global warming, and you're bitten to death by all the bugs and everything. And uh, so it says a case of dengue virus in Key West, Florida, the first there in several years, but confirmed a lab test Wednesday, according to local health officials. You see. And, and this is this is what they give you again for news. Uh, and remember that they they were using dengue for well for warfare testing on the populations. And bingo, it breaks out somewhere, right? It says here that uh, there's not much actually in this article here. It's more mainly, mainly nonsense, except to tell you that there's something to horrify you and scare you. But. Uh, it, it ties in again with, with, with fear, fear. If you got pregnant, remember, oh, if you get the Zika virus, buy a mosquito now as well. Oh, my God, eh? Then maybe you should just get it aborted, eh? Maybe you should, eh? And, and you think about it. Um, it ties in with this too. I was watching what happened with the California bill which criminalizing media reporting of undercover videos, uh, you know, because remember the, 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 there was a couple that went into one of the Planned Parenthood places um, and, and got, got uh, pretending to want to buy body parts and all the rest of it because they sell them, you see. They've always done that, though, by the way. And uh, then they broadcast it to the public. And, uh, of course, the Planned Parenthood and the UN, or, oh, they hate it, you see, because they want all you lot dead. And, uh, and then they'll bring in everybody else to replace you all. Because they really don't like your kind, you see. They really don't. Ob- it's pretty obvious, isn't it? And um, so then they had a counter-lawsuit by the Planned Parenthood trying to go after the couple who reported it and so on. And, and that went, and that fell, you see. So I was, I was wondering, waiting to see how they get all back again and get, and get to the Planned Parenthood factories going at full capacity once more. So along comes the Zika virus as well, right? Yeah. It all ties in together, right? 
So controversy surrounding secret recorded videos showing Planned Parenthood employees discussing fetal tissue sales has morphed into California proposal that punished media companies for reporting on certain undercover videos. But media groups say the bill, which is on the verge of clearing the legislature, could have a, a chilling effect on free speech and set up the state for the First Amendment court battles. Everything, every curse starts in California, if you haven't noticed. Even the same with the global warming and all uh, the, 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 the carbon taxes. All these things, California. It's always California, isn't it? It says that uh, born out of the 2015 hidden camera footage released by the Anti-Abortion Center for Medical Progress, Planned Parenthood is pushing Assembly Bill 1671, which it claims will protect abortion clinics from other health care providers from similar malicious sting operations. Now, it wasn't malicious because they got what they were after, didn't they? That they were, they were illegally selling all these things, you know. Says the bill would criminalize uh, uh, publishing undercover video footage of healthcare providers and subject third parties, including journalists, to penalties for reporting and distributing illegally recorded footage. And uh, under uh, AB 1671, the bill, a journalist receiving and posting footage from an anonymous source could be punished by the state as well as be opened up to potential civil lawsuits. Whistleblowers would not be exempt from the proposal either, regardless of how they obtained their legal footage. So, here you go. This is how they get back to, to, to shut everybody up, to keep you living in fantasy land. You know, that's, that's what it's all about. Even the name Planned Parenthood, you know, it's all about planning. We like planning, don't we? People like to plan things. That's a good word. And parenthood's a good word. So you put them both together, there's two good words there. But you didn't realize what it's really for. It's, just, it's again Orwellian, you see. Everything is very Orwellian. We also have this one. Freak of nature. FDA approves genetically engineered mosquitoes to combat Zika virus. Amazing now the Zika came out in Brazil, eh? And just a, a few weeks after that, they'd put in the uh, modified mosquitoes there to combat something else, you know? Isn't that something? Just ask coincidence, though. Of course it is. That would be coincidences for more conspiracy theorists. And it says, uh, Trials have already taken place in Brazil and Panama, but critics argue that female mosquitoes developing a preference for normal males Boy, boy, the mosquitoes ahead of humanity here uh, could reduce the project's effectiveness. The scheme, led by British-based biotech company Oxitec, that's the one that worked with uh, eventually Gates sold stuff to, created the transgenic male Aedes aegypti mosquito with a trait designed so that any offspring will require antibiotics to develop beyond the larvae stage. Generally modified mosquito, also known as OX513A, was designed to help control the mosquito-borne diseases of the Aedes aegypti, known to transmit potentially debilitating human diseases, including the Zika, Dengue, Yellow Fever, and Chikungunya. Uh, the approval announced by the Food and Drug Administration Friday does not mean the agency has proven or approved the generally engineered mosquito for commercial use. So they're field tri- uh, trialing it. Uh, it'll require approval by Floridians. Well, I wonder if they give them all a vote or something. I don't know. And um, 
The Florida Keys Mosquito Control District spends a million dollars a year fighting the Aedes aegypti, only succeeding in controlling 30-60% of the population with insecticide. Oxitec has already conducted field trials, trials in Brazil, Panama, and the Cayman Islands, and claims to have reduced the mosquito population by 90%, describing its success as an unprecedented level of control, as well as great PR for advertising and all that rubbish, because they always lie with that kind of stuff. If you can show that it's the same in Key uh, Haven, it has a really good chance of being able to prevent Zika in Miami or wherever in the U.S., etc., etc., the fuel trials performed in Grand Cayman were supported by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, naturally, starting in 2009. Uh, Mason, too, the Gates, Mr. Bill Gates' daddy was way up there, one of the co-founders, apparently, and heavy sponsors of Planned Parenthood for depopulation. So here they are wanting to help you, and you're going to believe them that they want to, they want to help you. Hey? In May 2016, Grand Cayman announced a program to use oxytic mosquitoes to combat the virus. Next phase will treat an area with about 1,800 residents in West Bay and compare it with an equivalent untreated area. If all goes well, the project will expand across the island. The World Health Organization agreed the technology has demonstrated the ability to reduce the mosquito population in small-scale field trials and said there's still an absence of data on epidemiological impacts. So, uh, there you go. That's one of these articles. Then another one. Gates Foundation commits $55 million to accelerate the dengue vaccine research as well. And uh, to accelerate the development of a vaccine to prevent dengue and dengue hemorrhagic fever, debilitating diseases affecting children in the developing world. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation announced a $55 million grant to the International Vaccine Institute to support the pediatric vaccine, a dengue vaccine initiative is called. So, it's quite amazing. I mean, I've read articles before too about the polios that the World Health Organization um, had, had uh, through its various programs through India, had, uh, they were giving them live viruses and they came out with a new, a new, a new form of polio. Uh, that's what it created in, in a certain part of India. This is, uh, and people were, were taught to trust and trust and trust, eh? Huh? Aren't we always? Aren't we always, eh? That's how they do it. And in this one, um, GM Mosquito Trial uh, strains ties in Gates-funded projects. And the GM Mosquitoes released into the wild and have been flying under the world's radar screen until last week. Then Oxitec and so on, yada, yada, yada. It goes through some of the history of that as well. Uh, more propaganda, really, when you think about it. And then what are mosquito control workers spraying in Miami? And that is uh, after the first locally transmitted cases of the Zika virus were identified in a small area north of downtown Miami. Officials began to spray an insecticide over the 10-square-mile portion of the Miami-Dade County Thursday morning. But what was in it and how does it work? And then go through it. Uh, so Dibrom is the main insecticide they're using. It's using the chemical Nalid. It works by killing uh, mosquitoes on contact. Sprayers produce very fine droplets that are small enough to stay airborne and intercept mosquitoes in flight. Then I always tell you it doesn't pose a health risk. No, no, no. To either people or pets when sprayed in low concentrations, 
etc., etc. Then you can get the PDF from the Environmental Protection Agency. So it goes through all the, the PR stuff with that. Quite a lot of PR actually uh, there. It's quite interesting. And again, remember too that you can't get away from the fact that Zika was first discovered in 1947 by two scientists working for the Rockefeller Foundation, <laughs> their brothers there, because they were collecting viruses from all over the planet. But they, when they got it, they wanted to know if it, if it could be spread uh, uh, through the air by itself, you know, have airborne. And apparently they did, with one version, uh, do that. They, they changed it to, to do so. They actually changed it in a laboratory. Isn't that something? And you think that, by, you know, warfare, bio-warfare is new, a new thing? No, no, they were doing it way back then. And it's all connected, folks. It always is. That's how the world works. That's how things really tick, you know. That's how it works. And it's sad, isn't it? Sad. Because look at the rest of the news. Nothing's happening, supposedly. Nothing's happening. All you've got is, you know, election time, he said, she said, you know. Uh, and and how they're all going to change and make things good again, better, better again. You see, more work, education again, which have been promising forever, and and work which have been promising forever, and uh, and all the rest of it they've been promising forever. The same old stuff you've heard your whole life long, and if you live long enough, you'll hear ad nauseum all repeated again because it's the standard stuff they always repeat. I don't care how much education, actually, if they ever actually went to it and gave you some really good education for everybody, uh, where's the work? There's no work. It's all been given off through the different free trade agreements to their main uh, slave factories in another country. Really something, eh? That's how it really works, folks. That's how it really works. And just to finish off, you know, <laughs> the grabber, those could be grabbers. To tie in with things But again, it all ties in with what I'm talking about you know, There's too many of you And you should think about things And this grabber here is, is guaranteed to grab attention That's why the writer is, is God transgender Then they go into In the 1970s, a cousin of Paula Grossman Became one of the first people in America To undergo sex reassignment surgery then you go into it from the rabbinical point of view, and what God thinks of it, and so on. And they give you some things partly true, partly not true, etc., etc. Because they don't tell you that, that um, this is not from the Hebrew uh, thought, it's from later um, thought of the, of the actual rabbis. It's a different sect altogether that uh, formed itself, who rewrote everything, in fact, in a, a more what they thought was logical manner. So they change an awful lot. So they they give you instances where God tells you that calls different characters in the Bible in a name that will mean male or female and all, all the rest of it, etc. But me, let's be honest. I mean, they're telling you to believe in God, so you can believe that if God's bisexual, then that's the validation for the argument that everybody should be bisexual today. You see what I'm saying? Come on, come on, think about it. Think about it. But it's a grabber. That's why they put these things out there, you see. And uh, and then folk can argue over this. Well, you know, I've read the Bible, and, and, and my opinion is blah blah blah. And then, oh no, my opinion is so and so. And and that's and then they go and start killing each other and all the usual stuff, not realizing they're all being conned and used by for a different purpose, for a different agenda, which is simply depopulation right now and all the things that must go along with it. You see.
That's how it works, isn't it? <laughs> it's quite quite funny. Really, really, it's quite funny. But uh, that's how it works. That's really how it works. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I hope you're all doing okay and surviving this rotten weather, the massive humidity and the rain and all the rest of it. I've had thunderstorms up here and no one is really healthy right now. Uh, everybody's got arthritis and they've all got bronchial problems. and yada, yada. All age groups, by the way, too. And even though we don't get uh, all this aerial spraying thing, it's obviously fiction. Uh, we've got spots in the window where, where the last rain uh, storm there just uh, this morning, uh, and uh, people in the, the village and so. And, and uh, the white, the white, uh, white. See, water now has white white powders in it, and it's left as these spots all over your window when it dries. Yeah. So there you go. It's just a new normal, and that's how the world turns. Well, from Hamish myself from Ontario, Canada, that's good night to me. Your God, your God's go with you. <laughs>